0: It sure is an honor and a privilege to get to be here in the Bible tonight. Thank God for our church. Amen. And I thank the Lord. It's good to be home. I sure, thank the Lord for you, dear folks. And it's always a joy to get to be here and worship with the saints of God. If you have your Bibles uh, this evening, the Lord's been uh, dealing with my heart about this uh, passage of scripture here over the just couple minutes. And I want to be sensitive to the Lord. Ezekiel chapter 33. Ezekiel chapter 33. We'll go with the Lord in prayer. And then we'll stand for the reading reverence of God's word, dear kind and most gracious Heavenly Father. In the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I ask you, God, to help me this evening. I pray, Father, that you'd help me to be sensitive, Lord, to the Holy Spirit. I pray that you'd help me not to be guilty, Lord, of trying to preach in my own wisdom, or own ability. But, Father, please help me to preach in the demonstration and the power of the Holy Ghost. For, Father, it's all vanity if you don't touch and help us. Dear Lord Jesus, please add, God, a special blessing, Lord, to your word. Please help me to preach in unction and power. Lord, please wash me, Lord, from sin of omission and commission. Father, in Jesus' name, please help me, God, to be a blessing to your people. Lord, I pray that we leave here this evening with a greater burden and a desire to see sinners reach with the gospel before it's everlasting too late. And, Father, we need more than just a burden. Oh, but dear God, we need you, Lord, oh, God, to stir our hearts. And, God, to help us, Lord. Oh, to realize that, oh, God, thousands are perishing without the gospel. And, Lord, what a great responsibility that we have as your people. Please help us and touch us. Oh, God, I don't deserve this opportunity. I surely don't. But I'm thankful, Father, for your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. If you'd like to stand for the reverence of the reading of God's Word, Ezekiel chapter 33. Ezekiel chapter 33. We'll begin reading in verse 1. Please pray with us and for us as we do our best to uh, preach what God has placed in our heart. Verse 1 of Ezekiel chapter 33, uh, the Word of God tells us, Again, the Word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, speak unto the children of thy people, and say unto them, When I bring the sword upon a land, if the people of the land take a man of their coast and set him for their watchman, if when he seeth the sword come upon the land, he blow the trumpet and warn the people, then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and taketh not warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. He Heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning. His blood shall be upon him. But he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. But if the watchmen see the sword come and blow not the trumpet and the people be not warned. Then the Bible says if the sword come and take any person from among them. He is taken away in his iniquity but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand so thou O son of man I have set thee a watchman to the house of Israel therefore thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them from me. You can be seated if the Lord will help us enable us uh, just for a few minutes this evening want to look at these verses of scripture here in Ezekiel chapter 33. God is painting a picture uh, for the prophet Ezekiel and he's trying to uh, teach a very important lesson uh, to the man of God here in these verses and in the first verse that we read just a minute ago, uh, God is explaining to Ezekiel his responsibility and he's giving him and making it a typology as if a watchman on the wall in ancient biblical times and he said son of man he said speak to the children of thy people and say unto them when I bring the sword upon a land when I bring the sword upon a land we notice first off uh, that God is the one that is bringing the sword oh dear friend the nation of israel has a very dark and gloomy history as you look through in biblical times and look through the book of first and second kings and especially getting into the book of judges and you begin to realize how god brought his people in to Canaan land and as soon as Joshua died they turned their back on God and they went into rebellion God would have to raise up the enemy they would come in and put Israel under bondage they would put Israel under slavery and then they finally turn their uh, hearts back to God and they say, God of Abraham have mercy on us and God would raise up another deliverer and as soon preacher as that judge would judge Israel and, and deliver God's people as soon as he'd be dead they'd turn right back into idolatry again and time after time after time God would have to send the sword of judgment and reproof and correction upon his earthly chosen people before we get too high minded and haughty this evening uh, God help us to remember Oh, how many times have we failed God in the exact same manner Uh, before we get too haughty and say oh those bunch of crazy Jews how could you see God move and then turn back how could you see God answer prayer and bring deliverance and then turn your back on him oh dear friend I'm telling you as the people of God this evening oh we have a quick and easy way to forget the goodness of God oh it's so easy for hear a prayer or for God to answer oh and before I know it I'm back cold and indifferent on my Savior and Lord help us to take note and to take a, a warning as we look back all those things that happened to Israel were written and recorded in the word of God for our admonition amen, amen. we can learn biblical lessons you say well brother Samuel it's the Old Testament well it's still the word of God amen amen Yes, every word, every word, oh my, of God is pure. He is a shield unto them yes. that put their trust in him. Have thou not to his words, lest he reprove thee. Oh my, and thou be found a liar. Every uh, passage of scripture may not be j- written directly to us, but it's written for us. Amen. Oh, and I'm glad that all scripture is given by inspiration of God yes. and is profitable. And so we see here in this 33rd uh, chapter of Ezekiel, God is the one bringing the sword upon the land. No doubt, if we'll all be honest, we can look around our great country this evening and realize that America is heading to days of greater judgment than we've ever experienced. Listen, you'd have to be willfully ignorant to not say that the sword of God's judgment is on the horizon Listen, I'm thankful for the way that God has helped and blessed in some of our recent elections, but listen, America has not taken a turn for the better when it comes to the matter of morality, when it comes to the matter of godliness, when it comes to the matter of holiness. America is still on a collision course with hell. America is still a nation as a whole that's forsaking God, and the nation that forgets God shall be turned into hell. And dear friend, oh, it's easy to say, oh, well, we got another, t- we we got you know, f- three or four more years and we got a space of grace and I'm glad for what God's done on some side of things but listen America is heading to judgment we haven't stopped killing any more babies we haven't stopped com- uh, condoning ungodliness and filthiness and wickedness and God help America this afternoon America is heading to the judgment and heading for the judgment of God God is the one that's bringing the sword yes, upon the land But preacher, I find something that blesses my heart. I find something that gives me a great amount of encouragement. And I bless the Lord for it. Oh, dear friend, the same God who was bringing the sword and sending the enemy to the nation of Israel is the very same God who ordained for a watchman to be standing On the wall and looking for the enemy. Amen. You want to know what that tells me this evening? God is not willing that any should perish. But that all should come to repentance. God wasn't sending that sword because he wanted to see them turn into destruction. But God was sending that sword to bring his people to a place of repentance. Where they would turn back to God. And so God said when I bring the sword upon a land. If the people of the land take a man of their coast and set him for their watchmen. If when he seeth the sword come upon the land, he blow the trumpet and warn the people. Then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and taketh not warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning. His blood shall be upon him. He that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. God says, If the watchman see the sword come, many of you all have seen this. This is a ram's horn. This is the biblical trumpet through the Old Testament and a lot parts of the New Testament. When God refers to a trumpet, unless God says otherwise, he's normally talking about this ram's horn. This is what the watchman would be holding on the walls, no doubt, of Jerusalem and these infant cities around Judah and Israel. God had prepared it in such a way to where there would be a large elevated place, sometimes built on the side of the wall, sometimes set back a little bit, but that watchman had an elevated position. He had a view of the surroundings that nobody else had. He wasn't up there with a sword. He wasn't up there, dear friend, with a weapon of war. Uh, but he had a trumpet in his hand. You say, Brother Samuel, what in the world can he do if he doesn't have a weapon of war? What good can he be? Oh, dear friend, he wasn't up there to fight the battle. But he was up there to warn of judgment. He was up there to warn of that they prepare for God's soon return and for God's judgment on the nation. Can you see that watchman up there this evening? Can you see the watchman? on the walls of Jerusalem oh maybe the sun is beginning to set and he can see off in the horizon everything's been a peaceful day it's been a happy Sabbath time and and even though most of them were just putting on a show and they were just going to the temple that day uh, just because they wanted to impress everybody else oh even though they were going with the wrong motive it's been a peaceful day around Jerusalem but all of a sudden as the sun begins to set he can see the dust rising miles and miles away God's long suffering has now come to an end he can see the judgment coming on the horizon maybe it's the Philistines maybe it's the Canaanites maybe it's the Hittites who knows who it is maybe it's the Jebusites oh dear friend maybe it's the Babylonian army. but they're coming he don't know how many but he can see a great multitude coming sun setting and he has a very short time. Can you see this watchman, dear friend, this evening? Oh, as he stands there and realizes he's the only one that can see it right now, he has a great responsibility on his shoulders. Time is running out. He doesn't have long to waste. Oh, he realizes oh that back in the city that he's standing over, he has a family back there. He has a wife and the children, and he has grandparents, and oh, maybe he's an older watchman and he has grandchildren, aunts and uncles, and Realizes that he's the only one to warn them. Oh, he thinks about, can you see him as he thinks about other people that he works every day of the week with. Other people that have forsaken God. But yet, he rubs shoulders with them every day. He can see their faces in his mind. Oh, man, he realizes, i got to warn them. Can you see that watchman God says, if when he seeth the sword come upon the land, he blow the trumpet and warn the people. Now there's a lot of calls this trumpet was used for. It's called used on the day of atonement, Yom Kippur, to sound the call to repentance. It's used, dear friend, during the Feast of Tabernacles to signify the beginning of the Jewish New Year. But he's not blowing any of those calls. He has a distinct call that he must blow. He has to be very careful, preacher. He can't just blow any call. He's not just up there to make a noise. He's not just up there to make a racket. I'm sad Through the Bible Belt And yeah you'll hear a lot of preaching But you won't hear any warning Oh dear friend Oh can you hear That watchman As he raises that trumpet He don't care what time of the day or night it is He don't care who may get offended He don't care what people may think about him But he has one call to blow And that's the call Sounding an alarm The call to battle That judgment's on the way Has to be three distinct Blows on that horn, and it sounds something like this. And he'll blow that trumpet for as long and as loud as he possibly can, sounding the alarm and letting the people know judgment is on the way. No doubt, according to what what God says, Then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and taketh not warning, said, Brother Samuel, you mean there's people that heard the distinct call to battle and they didn't take warning, you better believe it. There's people that left this morning, no doubt. And they heard the sound of the trumpet blown, And they said, well, I'm going to wait another week. I'm going to wait until I come back to church another time all over this great country, other parts of the world where the gospel being preaching for one reason or another. Maybe it was wealth, maybe it was pride. Oh, for whatever it was, they let it stand in their way and they said, I'm not going to respond today. No doubt there's people in that city, Brother Gravely, and they said, you know what? That old crazy watchman has been blowing that trumpet as long as I've been alive. I'm sick and tired of listening blow that trumpet. He's just up there trying to promote himself. I don't care what he has to say. Maybe they said, well... He probably does see something. That old man—he's probably getting senile, and you know, he probably does see something. But it's, probably, it's, it's farther away than he thinks it is. And I got one more day to live in sin. You wonder know how wicked we are, even when we know that judgment is near. Even when we know oh, that God's wrath is soon to come. If we think we can get by one more day, oh dear friend, our hearts deceitful and desperately wicked above all things. And God said, "There's people." that heard the sound, and they took not warning. If the sword come, and it surely will, and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning. He heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. It's the only way for somebody to get saved. They have to hear the word of God. Where they read it, where they hear it preach or hear it on the radio, but you got to hear the word of God. But he heard the sound, and he took not warning. Oh, my. God tells us, verse 5, but he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. I'm glad for that day when I ran to the city of refuge. Amen. Yeah. I'm glad for that happy day yeah. Oh when I quit trusting in Samuel Freed's ability To get to heaven I'm glad for the glorious day When I quit trusting in a prayer I pray When I quit trusting in something I did I'm glad for the happy day When I put my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ He said Ephesians to him now For by grace are you saved through faith And that not of yourselves It is the gift of God Not of works Lest any man should boast uh, Dear friend there's a lot of independent fundamentals premillennial baptist and we're trying to work our way to heaven and it's never going to work it's not by works of righteousness oh it's not by church membership it's not by giving money oh no but it's according to his mercies I thank God for the happy day when I put my faith in the finished work on Calvary oh I'm thankful for the peace of God i lived for so many years even in the ministry doubting it and full of uh, full of uncertainty and full of of, uh, of fear and worry about my eternal destiny. You say Brother Samuel, what do you mean? Listen, dear friend, I had a profession. Oh, but there was no peace in my heart. And I thank God for the day. Yes. Oh, and that verse I just quoted a minute ago walking out in the church parking lot. Oh, it became real in my heart. Oh, I realized that Jesus paid it all. Amen. I realized there wasn't anything I could do. There wasn't no work I could do. It wasn't about Samuel Freed, But it was about Jesus Christ and what he did on Calvary. And I'm glad it's by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, my. He heard. Thank God there are some. And there were some that no doubt heard this trumpet and they mocked. Oh, my others no doubt hit their knees and began to pray and said, Oh, God, have mercy on our town. Have mercy on our city. Have mercy on Jerusalem. He said, Brother Samuel, it's awfully sad that somebody would hear the sound of the trumpet and not take warning. And that is heartbreaking. It's one of the most heartbreaking realities you can imagine, to sit on a church pew and hear the gospel and reject it and die go to hell. But there's something sadder than that. If God will help us, we'll just take them few moments and look at these verses verse 6 God tells us but if the watchmen see the sword come but if the watchmen see the sword come and blow not the trumpet and the people be not warned the sword come and take any person from among them. He is taken away in his iniquity but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. God let something stand up to me as I was just reading this verse just a minute ago and before us came up here to preach. God said that the watchman Saw the sword come. Yes, sir. Yeah. Dear friend, God doesn't tell us why He did not blow the trumpet. All we learn from this verse of scripture is that He didn't blow it. But He saw the sword come, He saw the judgment come, He saw God's final plea come to an end, and He saw the judgment on the way. And He didn't blow the trumpet. And the people be not warned. That's sadder than someone hearing the sound. Someone who never had an opportunity. To hear the sound of the trumpet. Brother Ballinger was testifying just a minute ago. God just touched my heart. By those people on those islands down there. Around St. Vincent. No one. To preach the gospel. No one. To tell them that Jesus died for their sins. No one. Go and start a church. Nobody, and you want to know what is the reality all around this country. You want to know something amazing? There's people in Fort Oglethorpe, Georgia. There's people in Rossville, Georgia. There's people all around this area, and they've never heard. They have never heard. Oh, my. And they may have some type of religion, but they've never had a clear presentation of the gospel. Oh, dear friend, how heartbreaking and sad a reality it is that sinners are dying and going to hell all around us yes, sir. without the gospel a great man of God many years ago made this statement and he said no one deserves to hear the gospel twice until everyone's heard it once right. and dear friend there's over 3 billion people at least 3 billion people in the face of planet earth that have never even heard the name of Jesus that's not counting all the folks the millions steeped in Catholicism who think they're going to heaven but they're not not counting The Mormons peddling a false, damnable doctrine, heresy, denying the deity of Christ. It's not counting the JWs. That's not counting all these false religions. That's people who have never heard the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Over three billion. And their friend, the trumpet's not been blowing for them. The people be not warned. If the sword come and take any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity. It's good to be reminded that God is just. Not only are we sinners by birth, but we are sinners by choice. Amen. Amen. Everyone that's to the age of accountability, whatever that age is, you do come to a place where you begin to sin on purpose, whether you've heard the gospel or not. The world stands condemned before God. There's still a responsibility of the watchman to sound the alarm. Look what God said. He's taken away in his iniquity. But his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. Dear friend, we're heading to the judgment seat of Christ. Not only that, sinners are heading to the white throne judgment. And somewhere in between that judgment seat of Christ and that white throne judgment, we as the people of God, a dear friend, are going to give an account to God for why we let opportunities pass us by, let sinners die and go to hell didn't blow the trumpet. His blood will I require at the watchman's hand. Dear friend, there's coming a day when we're in a stand before God. And God's going to ask us. Why didn't you witness to that fella down there at the workplace? Ma'am, why did you walk through that grocery line and not give that cashier a track? Yes, sir. sir, I know it was... A little bit of an awkward situation there at the family reunion, but you know everyone else hates God, but you had an opportunity to witness to your whole family at one time, and you kept your mouth shut. Dear friend, I'm telling you, if I'm preaching to anybody this evening, I'm preaching to Samuel Freed oh I can't tell you, I don't want to tell you but I can't tell you how many times all oh, that I've let uh, opportunities pass me by, I can't tell you how many times I've been in a gas station, there's been times sitting there pumping diesel thinking about how expensive the price of fuel is, having my mind on other things and maybe two or three gas pumps down there being old, a uh, fella pulling there on a Harley, I mean tattooed up, I mean looks uh, rough as a cob and he'll be over there blaring his music and, and pumping his fuel and I'll be thinking to myself, man why won't that fella just turn? his music down. Don't he know people don't want to listen to that? What is he thinking? That fellow's going to hell. He's so wicked. And all of a sudden God will speak to my heart. Say, why don't you go give him a gospel track? Why don't you go talk to him? And I'll stand there and argue with God. Oh my. Say, well Lord, you know know he probably ain't even going to take it if I walk over there. He'll probably get mad at me. He probably don't want to hear. He'll probably cuss me out and I don't want to hear any more cussing today. God, I don't know what to do. And I'll sit there and argue with God. By the time I finally get around to go and find the gospel track and He's already cranked the old bike up and he's already hit the road. And one day I'm going to give an account to God for that. One day God is going to require his blood at my hand. His blood will I require at the watchman's hand. Oh my. Look what God tells us in verse 7. Up to this point, God has been painting a picture for Ezekiel. He's been telling him about a city. He's been telling him about a watchman. He's been telling him about uh, the sword coming. He's been painting, dear friend, a picture and trying to give an illustration to the prophet, trying to help him understand the severity of his responsibility. But in verse 7, God changes the way. He's talking to Ezekiel, and it becomes a whole lot more personal. And he said, So thou, O son of man, I have set thee. A watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them from me. Can I say, dear church family tonight, God has set you a watchman? Hover, Rossville, Georgia. God has sent you a watchman over your community and over your town and over the people that you work with every day. God has sent you a watchman. God's not telling Ezekiel about a city and about a watchman. God's telling Ezekiel, you're the watchman and you're living in the city. And he said, when I say unto the wicked, verse 8, when I say in the wicked, God's still speaking, Oh, wicked man, thou shalt surely die. Look what God says, if thou dost not speak to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity. But his blood will I require at thine hand. Yes. According to the word of God, God is telling Ezekiel, there he is singular, a wicked man. That God has ordained for him to personally go to and warn. And if he does not warn, that wicked man, that wicked man shall perish and die in his iniquity. Now listen, there's probably no doubt more than one, but every individual here tonight, there's a lost sinner. Singular. That God has directly placed in our path for one reason or another. And if we don't warn him, that wicked man will die in his iniquity. But his blood, God said, why require at thine hand? Oh, dear friend. Oh, I'm not looking forward to the judgment seat. It's going to be, oh my... Oh it's going to be a terrifying time God said it would be Paul said in the inspiration of the Holy Ghost Knowing the terror of the Lord I persuade men But you want to know What I'm not looking forward to Even more than the judgment seat I'm glad I'm not going there To be judged for my sin Oh but I'm not looking forward To the white throne judgment And witnessing sinners That I could have won Witnessing loved ones I could have warned A dear friend people That I passed by And didn't tell them I'm not looking forward to it As they're cast into the lake of fire That's right Oh my, what if they're hollering, why didn't you tell me? Nobody warned me. I worked with you every day of the week. You never mentioned Jesus to me. What a responsibility we have. Nevertheless, God said in verse 9, if thou warn the wicked of his way to turn from it, if he do not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered our soul. You hear people make this statement all the time. They say, Brother Samuel... I don't want to drive them away. I'm afraid about witnessing to this family member or this co-worker or this individual. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. They might turn their back. They may never listen to me again. They may want nothing to do with me. Dear friend, I've heard preachers say that over and over and over again. It's the truth. Where are you going to drive them to? They're already going to hell. They're already on the path of destruction. They're already heading to hell. They're already going, dear friend, the way of destruction. They're already on the Broadway. What more? damage can you do or to stand out there and to blow the trumpet and to sound an alarm and to try to warn them of the impending danger one day that's coming on their soul. Oh, I need a greater burden for sinners. Oh, I need a greater burden for sinners. Oh, we need a greater burden. Oh, we need a greater burden. burden. Saying to them as I live, saith the Lord, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. But that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways, for why will you die, Oh, house of Israel? Hey, listen, there's someone we need to go find this week. Sit down with them. Say, why will you die? Drugs ain't giving you any peace. Ungodly lifestyle you're living and ain't helping you. Oh, why will you die? When the living well is so nearby. When God's grace is so readily available. Why will you die? God hath no pleasure in the death of the wicked. That's why he said a watchman. Sometimes. It's easy to shirk our responsibility. Grab a gospel track. Throw it in somebody's hand. And walk on by. And say well God. No blood on my hands. I'll warn that old stinking wretched sooner." He's going to die and go to hell anyway, but I at least gave him a track. That ain't what God's talking about. You all know something, friends, sometimes? Oh, sometimes the greatest gospel track is someone speaking up for the Lord and giving a testimony. Oh, you know what? The book of Revelation, the believers during the tribulation, they overcame the beast by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And there's nothing. I understand. I ain't against, I ain't against gospel tracks. I believe in them. There's people you'll never be able to sit down and talk to. But listen, there are some people that we need to warn audibly. He said, Brother Sam, I don't know what to tell them. Just give them your testimony. If you don't, I mean, you don't have to have the Bible memorized. It's good to have it memorized, but you don't have to have it memorized. You don't have to have a sermon, but you just have to have a testimony. And if God's giving you a testimony, by God's grace this week, why don't we go find somebody? Say, friend, can I just tell you what Jesus did for me? Why don't we take a, listen, God help us. There's enough folks here tonight. And listen, I, I know... I love you church, I'm not beating up on you I'm hardly here, I don't know I don't know what, where you stand with God But listen, there's no reason why that track rack Can't be empty tonight And they'll have it filled back up next week yes. There ain't no reason oh, why we can't empty that track rack This week by God's grace Oh and get it out while we're in the community And still make it back here on Saturday And knock doors on top of that There's no reason why we can't go and warn the wicked yes. There ain't no reason, it's just pride and You know something, I'm done there's, You want to know something, there's no way there's no way to quietly blow a trumpet. God has always given his prophets the responsibility of warning folks and compared it to a trumpet. God told Isaiah, he said, lift up thy voice, like a trumpet. Show my people their transgressions and the house of Jacob their sins. You start blowing the trumpet, people are going to get uncomfortable. Yes, sir. People are going to get annoyed. People are going to get upset. But dear friend, I would rather know I had warned the wicked. Oh, I'd rather know that I wept over them and let them know I really care about them. I really love them. I really care about their soul. I wish to God there's people I could go back and warn today. And I don't have the opportunity to. Dear friend, I'd rather stand before God one day. Whether they made fun of me, ridiculed me, lost my job, whatever it was. I'd rather know I warned them. Yes, sir. Than know I let them slip on by and go to, to hell. Amen. I'm prepared to meet God. Thank you, preacher, for the opportunity to preach tonight. God spoken to your heart through the word of God this evening. Do you find a place around this altar? I'm going to be there very soon. Dear friend, listen. God has given us the greatest responsibility this world has ever known. We have the only message, the only message that can make a difference in the life of a sinner going to hell. We don't just have a good message. We have the only message. Oh, dear friend, why, why let sinners go to hell? Over pride, over laziness, for apathy, over negligence. That watchman didn't blow the trumpet. I wonder why we're not blowing the trumpet. Are you going to pray in your pew this evening or find a place around this altar? I beg you, oh, I beg you, by God's grace. Let's ask God to help us this week to be a bold witness. We can't be a witness without the power of God. We can try to be, but we ain't gonna accomplish anything without the touch of God in our life. We better get the sin out of our life. We better get clean. We better walk with God. Let's ask God to help us to be a witness in a vessel he can use this evening.